Welcome to Real Raw Recorded, the podcast you never knew you needed, discussing all things fitness, wellness, and life. Here's your host, Daniel Smith. Yes, welcome back world. I'm your host, Daniel Smith, and you are tuned in to another episode of Real Raw Recorded. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for taking the time to check this thing out. And if you are a repeat offender, I appreciate you continuing to support as we politic on all things fitness, wellness, and life. This is a great episode. It is an interesting episode. And if you are a first-time listener, this is one of the greater episodes to tune into. Why? Because this is the season finale of season three. This has been a roller coaster ride, guys. Lots of stories, lots of laughs, lots of fun things that I've shared over the, the years that we've been doing this podcast. And, and this is kind of another culmination of another season. And, and I'm happy that you guys could join me for it. And, and today, the, the, the podcast episode is exactly you know what the title you know kind of talks about I, I i want to talk about a little bit about some of the stuff going on in my personal life and and when i say going on i guess it's never really going on i, I guess it's never really ended i guess when you think about your life and your family and personal anecdotes and things that have gone on they never really end they they almost kind of take a a, a, a different direction if that's it so you know it's the same thing with kind of where i'm at right now and some of the things that i'm doing uh, for, from a podcast side of things, when I originally created this podcast, I created it because I like to, you know, I like to interact with people. I like to, you know, in, interact in general. And I like to, you know, I like to tell my narrative. I like that's one of the things I really talk about is kind of, you know, expressing my own narrative and putting it out there for the for the people who are interested in listening to interact with. And so that's what this podcast has really been about. And it's been a great outlet for me to kind of discuss things that have been on my mind, whether it be for days, weeks, months, or minutes, and and kind of express them and maybe find answers and solutions that they didn't have initially walking into the podcast. One of the things I pride myself on, and it may not be a good thing, but it's still something I do, is is I don't write notes for my podcasts. I, I normally come in and what's on my mind is, is, is what I, is what I speak about. And I think that that's kind of the truest expression of a, a podcast. It, it's real, it's raw and it's recorded, you know? So that, that's one of the things that I've, I've really appreciate about myself is my ability to kind of unpack things on the spot. Sometimes I do a better job of it. Sometimes I do a lesser job, but it's still kind of my choice and I'm happy about the, the end result. And, and, and this podcast, this season is, 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 is much of the same. And, and, and this episode is, is definitely the same as well. And the reason why this episode is important to me and interesting as well is because it talks a little bit about my life and some of the things that have happened or maybe not happened that have, you know, helped me become or maybe limited me from the the person and the man that I've 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 grown into. And many of you guys know me uh and or if you have listened to the podcast over the years, you would know one of the things that I grew up without was 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 a father figure in, in, in the household. And I want to kind of pause that for a second because I had a father figure, but it it wasn't a great example of a father. And, and so my father, just as a recap for those of you guys who haven't listened to previous podcasts, 
Um, I never really knew my father. My father was kind of this person that was 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 never never around, never there. Wasn't one of those, you know, the, those people who kind of were in and out of your life. Like, no, like I never met this person. It was never spoken about. It was never something that was discussed. It was just kind of it is what it is. And and ironically, growing up, I don't think I ever really had an interest in finding my father. You know, sometimes you hear people, I need to find my father, you know, oh, I need to, I'm on, a, on the hunt to find, you know, you know, who birthed me like that, that I just, that was never my, my mindset growing up. And I think part of that is, is because my mother was so independent, um, much of those traits from her, I probably picked up is that independence, that 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 I don't need anyone kind of mentality. And so it was never I I can distinctly remember growing up, it's never been one of those, well, I don't need him if he wants to be here. It's just been I don't even think about this person because they're not here. It's not one of those where I lie in bed and think, where's my father? Where could he be? What's his back? I, I, I really don't care what's going on with him. And it's because he's just not in my my life. He's not in my circle. And then I, I remember as I grew up uh, over the years, um, m- m- there'd be a few like strange incidences within my life that would make me think about the process of of a father and, and what having a father might mean. One of the instances is that my mother uh, met another man uh, and she had another person in her life who... Uh, eventually ended up being the father of my sister, who was supposed to be that father figure for me. And, you know, after years of kind of reflection and deep thought and kind of it's ironic because I've actually I've actually thought more about my father figure than I've really thought about my father because of some of the good and bad things that were there. And I remember after after reflection and deep thought after years and years and years even just recently i've actually come to the conclusion that the relationship that i had with my father figure was probably more of a negative than it was a positive and and what i mean by this is is that my my father figure is is someone who um is very wealthy um is is very established in their career and they've had a lot of success in their personal field of choice with their with their life. Um, now, the interesting thing about them is that they also are someone who, you know, kind of came from a broken home, uh, and not not so much uh, with their family. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff with them personally, but their personal family, meaning like he, uh, my my father was was my sorry, my sister's father was married. Um, at some point, it's really messy. I'll get into that at another time. But 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 basically, he came from a shattered home on his side of his personal family. So when he met my mother, it it's not surprising that this type of relationship continued. And I remember my sister's father fondly for a few things. First is that every time he used to come over initially when I first met him, he'd always buy me a video game. And I remember it was so crazy because at that time, I've, and this is part of the reason why I'm really into video games now, is I've always used to play them when I was younger. Not because of him. My mom bought me video games way before uh, we, like, I even knew who this person was. But it was one of those things that is a fond memory of him. 
And now looking back at it as well, I was just actually having this conversation today. Sometimes people do things for you that mean the world for you and are nothing to them. And, and growing up now, looking in reflection, I realized how insignificant buying me a video game was in comparison to the lifestyle that my sister's father lived. And I can't call him a stepdad because, as, as I mentioned to you, it, it wasn't a, a the correct relationship. And it really wasn't a relationship that, as a as a as a person, you should really be uh, striving to have with anyone, regardless of whether or not they're a direct, uh, direct offspring of yours, or they're an offspring of someone that, um, and they're an offspring of someone that you were involved in, but involved with, but either way, this person was there as a father to my sister. Uh, so, so, so I remember that being the thing is that, um, he would always buy me a video game every, every week. Every weekend he would come, and then every weekend he'd also, I'd always remember that hit Saturday would be his day. I never knew why um, Saturday wasn't his, like, I, until I grew older, I didn't realize why, like, I never see him outside of Saturday, but Saturday was kind of his day. And it was never one of those things where I was like, oh, wow, I'm so excited to hang out with this with this person. They were just there. It was just cool, you know. It, it was never one of those, like, oh, it makes me so so happy i'm like yeah no it's just one of those things of more like oh i get a video game this is cool all right he's hanging out there with my mom oh and now i have a sister so that was kind of the i guess the cycle now as i've grown up i started to realize that's actually a negatively reinforced cycle for many ways one of the first ways is that i can appreciate that while this person may not have been my father nor were they my stepfather um, and although they may have, or they could have assumed a, a role of father figure, in actual fact, uh, this individual is a father to my sister. So you can imagine if you have a father, like a literal biological father, and you only saw them every Saturday, how that would kind of trip with you. It's kind of, and, and, and keep in mind, she only saw, and, and I, I, I want to hold this story as to why that is. I want to hold that to another seat. Maybe I'll start off the season four with that. Who knows? I might just hit it over the head and get that done with. But I, I, I don't think it's important and pertinent right now because of where I'm going with this. But let's just say that my sister, um, you know, didn't understand why she only saw her father on Saturdays. And it wasn't until she got older that she recognized that part of the reason why she sees her father on Saturdays is a large part of the reason why her and her father would never see eye to eye. And, you know, so I can appreciate that relationship. And there's a, that's a whole other subsection, as I said, hopefully in season four, I dive into that. But for right now, for me, I think, you know, seeing that it never really resonated with me because remember, I already didn't have a father. It's not like my father was here and gone. It's not like my father was like, uh, you know, they said dead, deadbeat dad. I wouldn't even say this person. I wouldn't even call them a dad. They they were just there during the conception and then they were no longer there. There's nothing to them other than that. So so anyway, I kind of go through the process of growing up with this individual and as I get older, I would say somewhere around 15 to 16 is when I get my first exposure to my father. And I remember, oh, sorry, there just dropped my phone. I remember uh, my, my father was someone who was never around. And then all of a sudden, just 
appears. And it was one of those things where I remember my, my mom calling him, you know, by his by his first name and being like, oh, you know, so-and-so, uh, you know, uh, wants to talk to you. And I was like, who? And like, oh, so-and-so wants to talk to you. And I'm like, who? And like looking back at it now, it's ironic because I didn't even put two and two together because I didn't have a relationship at all with my father in order to know who my mom was referring to. However, in previous many years past, there have been times where maybe like by a random fluke, a conversation would come up with my mom about my father and not even anything where I'm like, oh, who is he? None of that stuff. It's just like a random conversation, how it is when you're talking with family. and um his name would come up. And so I never had that name association because if you're not, if you don't have a name associated with anyone, you're never going to know like what, what we're talking about. So then I realized after, after a few prompts from her, what she was referring to. And, and that's when I kind of realized, oh, okay, I, I, I see where this is going. And so I, I remember my mother saying, Hey, like, listen, you know, your, 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 your father want, wants to see you. And I'm like, uh, I really don't care to see him, but whatever. And I, I I can't remember all of the little details within that time period, but you know, long and short, I remember that my my father ended up coming to the house to see me. And now keep in mind, when I say coming to the house, for those of you guys who know parents or even just black parents, if your father wasn't around for, for your 15, 16 years, they don't come into the house. They are literally coming to the house. There's a, there's a big difference. So my, my father comes to the house and then I guess he calls or whatever and at this time I didn't even have a cell phone so he calls the home and I hear my mom saying like yep sure and like just super dismissive and I didn't even think about it because once again and and maybe you know I look back at it now maybe it was even some some PTSD or something maybe there's something there that was allowing me to block out any 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 um any sort of reference or any sort of uh, you know I guess resonating feeling or any sort of uh remnants of my my father because I never once I can I can I can look back and honestly say I have never once thought about him yearned for him wondered about him done research none of that type of stuff it's never been something in, in, unless he's thrusted himself into a situation so anyway my mom was like uh, hey you know he's here and I remember you know she going out and I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me go out and I'm going to go, uh, talk to him. So I go out to the, the front door and, you know, and, and I go out onto the porch and, and onto the steps and, and he's out there and it's crazy because this is the first time I've ever seen this. Keep in mind, like, not like, Oh, I saw him a few times here or there. Not like, Oh, you know, we ran into each other, but couldn't catch up. No, no. This is the first time in my life. I'm probably 16 years old at this point, maybe 17. First time I ever saw this guy. And I remember looking at him and the first thing I thought to myself is, man, this guy's fucking ugly. Like, like, like legit. That's the first thing. And, it, and, and you know, it's crazy to me because I've grown up my whole life and, and I have huge, anyone who knows me knows I have huge self-confidence, huge confidence in myself, regardless of whether or not it's true or not. Like I'm a very, very confident individual. 
Um, regardless of whether or not people believe in me, I believe in myself and I've always have been. That's always been my thing to the point where I've actually butted heads with people uh, like my mom, whoever, people, circles in my family, friends, whoever, because I believe in myself that much. People want to dim your fire and your flame, but listen, you got to let it shine bright sometimes. And, and, and so I guess my whole life, as I said, I've never really spoken to or thought about my father, but in my mind, because I had this this burning desire of greatness, I assumed that when I opened the door, I was going to see this, you know, this 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 like goddess of a man just standing there looking like a stub muffing pecs popping you know driving this great car you know thick thighs great glutes and just like you know i'm thinking it's gonna be like rico suave or something and it's ironic because i already had a a a a uh, a, a good representation in my mom's brother so my mom's brother um is is about six three and a half and i remember he was jacked like huge anyone knows me knows i have huge legs but he is known for having huge legs huge chest huge arms just just huge jack guy so in my mind i thought hey listen if my uncle can look like the terminator you know my my dad must at least look like gi joe and then you know, my my dad showed up and he was he was looking like more like like no, G.I. No or something, you know, like it was crazy to me. And I think, you know, I, I only mention this because there's a lot of there's a lot of psycholo- there's a lot of psychological warfare going on when you meet someone who's who's part of your life process for the first time. And guys, he was it was it was crazy. He was probably five, ten, maybe probably five, nine. Um, not very good looking, uh, dressed like he was a pastor in church and, and, uh, he he was balding. I remember. And like, I distinctly remember when he came up, he had this squeaky voice and it just was like, so disappointing. The first thing I thought is like, mom, like, what did you do? Like, what were you thinking? You know? And it was crazy. And I think that was probably the first time where, I was actually disappointed in my mom for my father. And it's kind of weird that I say that now, but it's, I think it's literally the first time that that was the first time that this actually happened where my disappointment came out. I've never had another point of disappointment with her because of it, because I never thought of it. But in my mind, I held myself to such high expectations that when I saw him, I literally thought to myself, that was it. And and it was just weird that I'd even think that of all things. But but anyway, so we're having like an interaction. I wouldn't even call it a conversation because like how can you converse with someone you know nothing about? Um, and and he's like kind of going in circles and stuff. And hey, you know, hey, and so you know, at this point, what I want to kind of uh, what I kind of want to refer to is is, you know, some of the things that you don't do, if you have any, if there's any fathers or mothers out here who've maybe lost connection with their children and, or uh, let's see even partners, maybe whoever, and you're trying to reconnect. Um, I want to give a few don't do's, uh, a, a few don't do's when you're going into the process. So, uh, because these don't do's usually are going to set you up for failure if you do do them when you're working with this individual. So the first don't do, and it's probably the most important don't do's of all don't do's is do not lead the conversation with blame. I can't stress enough how much you cannot do that. And I distinctly remember that 
the relationship with my father was dead before I met him. Uh, but in my mind, I took it off of life support the moment he started speaking. And I remember him saying to me, you know, it's been a lot of years, something along the line, and just a bunch of dribble of trying to justify, like, why he has, he's been trash. And then I hear him saying, oh, you know, I tried to contact you, but your mother. <laughs> and I remember from that moment when I heard that, like, I tried to contact you, but your mother, I knew I'm like, it's a wrap. It's over. It's over. Listen, for those of you guys who have listened to my podcast and previews, you'll know I have tons of issues I've had with my mom growing up and lots of concerns and lots of things that have kind of frayed our relationship over the years. And we've gotten better and gotten worse, gotten better and gotten worse. But I can tell you right now that the only person who is there with me every day when I woke up throughout my life is going to be my mother. So no matter how much of a clown she can be at times, I can tell you right now, you're not going to walk into any environment and win with me talking nonsense about my mother is a grown ass man a grown ass man is blaming a random woman for the reason why for the and i call it a random because if he had respect for her he wouldn't have treated her like this in this situation that's a random that's a random he treated her like a random stranger he had sex with her and then treated her like a random stranger and peaced out on her that guy's a clown he's a he's a real clown uh, and, and so it was just real funny because it's like no grown ass man is going to walk up to a child. Remember, keep in mind, I'm not even an adult yet. You're going to walk up to a child. And the first thing you say, you could start down the list of hello, son. I love you. I want to make this work. Thank you so much. I miss you. Any of these things. The first thing you start doing is, well, you, you know, your mother. And I just remember looking back and thinking to myself, man. This makes it so much easier. Like, it, it does. And it's ironic because at that time, I had internal confidence, but not always external. So I didn't always say what I felt in those moments because I, I was a little bit afraid of what people think. As I've grown up, I really don't I really don't care anymore. And and it's rubbed people wrong sometimes. But I, I, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't care. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be blatantly disrespectful to people. But if I feel that level of disrespect from you, I'm going to be honest with you. And sometimes honesty can cut. It can cut like a it can cut like a sharp knife and I, I i always look back and i wish i had that moment back in time so i could i could really articulate what i was thinking in my mind but anyway you know going through that passage in time it 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 just really made me think about how how much i lost by not only having a a father figure but like having a poor father figure in my sister's father and then also having a father who's my biological father who was trash. And it made me think about, you know, how much I've lost in my life as an individual because of it. Like how much I have actually lost as a individual trying to live his life, not having 50% of what is supposed to make me great. Like this is what's supposed to make me whole. This is what's supposed to make me human. And I look back at it now and so much of the things that make me who I am are not only because of what I had, but because of what I, I, I didn't. And 
And it's really interesting because, you know, after that conversation with my father, and I talk a little bit about it in some previous seasons, so you can always go back and check that out as well. But after that conversation with my father, I remember leaving that and having zero interest in wanting to connect with him again. And so I I didn't, I didn't connect with him again. And then I think I heard from him at some point and I just kind of, you know, didn't really say much. And then one of my uncles on his side reached out and said, Hey, you know, your grandmother is, is, is passing and we'd like to have you there. And so it's ironic because his brother and his, and his nephew put in more time to, to inundate me within the family than my own father did. And, and looking back at it, I find it really, really, really interesting how that is. It's just, you know, it's a whole other thing. And so, um, you know, I, I always, I always reflect on those moments and, and I think about how much they've impacted who I am. And then I take a step back and I look back at my father figure, you know, my sister's father. And at first you think to yourself, wow, this guy gets a video game. He gets an Xbox video game every weekend. That's awesome. He gets a Super Super Nintendo video game every week. It's a Game Boy. Oh, this is awesome. This is great. Oh, wow. This is cool. He didn't have his father in his life. So, you know, this guy stepping in didn't have to. It's so awesome. Until you really start to kind of unpack it. And I re- I distinctly remember, guys, like this, 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 this person was a complete narcissist. Like this person didn't ever really care about me. As I said to you earlier, there's a difference between, uh, you know, what you're doing for someone versus the value that it is to you. And a lot of times people don't understand that the value of what you do for someone can mean everything when for you it meant nothing. I learned really quickly that my sister's father's love language was money. He wanted to cure all woes with money, with income, with payment. He also wanted to hold all power with money, with income, with payment. And I remember that over the years, I watched him do an incredible job of isolation of my mother, of, 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 lim- of limiting my mother from resources, of creating the, care, the caregiver, the caregiver relationship only to when she finally submitted to that type of relationship, then to try to wield it above her head as a control mechanism. And it was crazy because I can't blame this guy uh, in fully because he probably had a lot of trauma going on with him. But I distinctly remember one time that comes to, it comes to my mind. And, and I remember I was having a really tough time with, with my mom during this time, and she was really on me. And, and looking back at it, she knows she really shit the bed on that. And, and I, I can't hold her accountable to that. I won't forget it, but I can't hold her accountable to that because you know what? Everyone learns as they go. There's no, like, there's no absolute way that you raise children. But I, I distinctly remember looking back, like in my mind, I remember looking back in, and uh, having a conversation with him one day, it was directly across the street, probably five minutes away from my house in a random plaza because it was so upset. And he so happened to be coming by and I was so upset. And, and my mother and I got into this huge fight and I was frustrated because my mother had chosen to, like a child, decide that she didn't need to refer to me by my name. And so she started going on calling me you and oh you and like and it was one of those things where it was such a height of immaturity and and looking back at it now she should be ashamed of herself for trying to take me on that way and part of the reason why she did is because 
Um, she couldn't take me on physically anymore. You know, she couldn't physically take me on. I was too physically imposing. So she tried to do the psychological aspect. And I remember that it, it didn't work with me. It just made me more angry. But I distinctly remember that this guy that's supposed to have my back, buy me a video game every week, my father figure there for me. I distinctly remember him taking me to um, this, this, this plaza and pulling over and talk to me about it. And he's, and him trying to teach me tough love. This is, this is him trying to help me out. Hey, uh, Danny, I just want to let you know, like, listen, I know it seems like she's being hard and I know she can be tough at times, uh, but you, you have to remember that she is your mother and what she says goes. And I'm like, yo, I don't understand what you're like. I don't even keep in mind. This guy's not my dad. I don't even see this guy half the time anymore. I'm grown like whatever, you know? Oh, and, and, and I remember saying I was really frustrated and I was like, well, I'm just, I'm really upset. Can't remember. Maybe it was like, you know, emotional, whatever. And I was like, you know, it's frustrating the fact that, you know, that she thinks she can go around and not call me by my name. No, that's not right. And I remember this guy telling me, I remember word for word him literally to this day. And this was a conversation probably had 15 years ago, minimum him saying to me, Oh, just so you understand, she doesn't have to call you by your name. She doesn't need to tell you and she doesn't need to use your name. She doesn't, she can call you what she wants. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, like, what, what are you talking about, man? And like looking back at it now, that was just one of the stories that was the height of the, incredible brainwashing that this this person used to do uh not only to me but to my sister and to my family and so you can imagine this person who's supposed to be my father figure who's bringing me out to have my back to show me some support show me some support is telling me that my grown ass mother who's acting like a child shouldn't use my name they can call me whatever that they want to call me and it's like when you're thinking about that process like like I'm like I'm not a dog you know I'm not an animal I don't I I don't walk on all fours I'm not owned by anyone so when someone chooses to call you how they want to call you their respect level is now lost it's no longer there it doesn't exist there's no going back and forth and none of that type of stuff that just doesn't happen there's no environment where someone can choose to call you what they want based upon how they feel and people just accept that unless it's a master slave mentality and and no and and i'm no slave and and there's no one in the world that should ever be okay with that and to have another grown man try to come and support that shows you how messed up this is supposed to be my father figure i have a father who's a deadbeat loser and then i have another guy who's telling me i'm okay being emotionally and psychologically abused it's okay you should take that and so growing up you i started to look back at it and realize man this is why i have a lot of these 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 abrasive these abrasive um um uh mannerisms and 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 i realized i I have these abrasive mannerisms not because i'm angry at the world but because i shut the world out because that was what like when the last time i let the world in this is how it treated me it told me that i didn't deserve to have my name used you know it told me that i wasn't worthy enough to have someone in my life throughout my birth, my early childhood, learning how to walk, learning how to read, learning how to talk. 
it told me that my worth was less than all the other kids in my community. It told me that in order for me to be a man, I had to learn on my own. I had to figure it out. I had to come to manhood with no positive examples, no role models, and I had to be my own person. And so growing up now, that is why so many of the mannerisms I have today exist. And looking back at it, it's kind of good because it made me independent, but it's also kind of tough because I deal with certain situations with such ferocity for that reason. I get very guarded very quickly. I get very frustrated, very angry. And and I remember distinctly having a conversation a few months ago and talking about the fact that I was so frustrated because I felt like I, I wasn't being heard. And I hate when people speak when I'm talking. And part of the reason why I hate that is because that's what the people around me who were supposed to be role models used to do. They spent their time driving me to plazas to demean me, to try to psychologically lower my impact on myself. They tried to lower who I was as an individual and allow me to be submissive. Also, they could have sex once a week on a Saturday and then eventually peace out when they didn't want to have it anymore. And. And, and and it's a crazy thing, guys, because the more you start to really look at your upbringing, you start to really see a trajectory of what makes you who you are. Uh, my father figure is is someone that I've actually removed from my life recently. This person's been around for about 20, 25 years, and I just cut them off. They used to talk to me all the time in, in, in the last few years, and I realized they only ever speak to me when they want to talk about themselves. Ironically enough, uh, him and my sister have never had a great relationship her entire life, and every time he talks to me, he's always trying to talk to me about talking to her, and it's just, it's just so humorous because this was the person that was giving me life advice who told me I wasn't worth my own name but is now trying to ask why it is that my sister isn't interested in talking to him. And the irony of it is, you know, the only time we've ever spoken is when he's taking me out to dinner. You know why he's taking me out to dinner? Because he wants to utilize it himself again, right? He wants to utilize the opportunity to speak about himself, to articulate about himself, to boast about himself. It's all about putting himself above other people. And it is just like all, it's just like all the things he's ever done in my life. And it's just the type of person that he is. And and I look back at it and I think to myself, no wonder I am where I am. This person who barely had any influence is a shitty individual. The person who had the opportunity to to raise me as, as a child is a shitty individual. And then you have my mother who's just trying to hold in there by herself and she can't figure it out. And I'm not giving her any sort of, I'm not giving her any sort of breaks for some of the stuff she's done and said to me. But in reality, I can give her a break for being a human being. I can definitely do that. Like I remember the next time I saw my my biological father and I remember him saying to me, we went to my grandmother's funeral, she passed and he was like, go, are you uh, ready to meet your brothers and sisters? And I'm like, what? What? And, it, and it's crazy, guys, because I'm looking, looking at it. And I'm like, man, is this guy on drugs? Is this guy actually like, is he sick in the head? And it's so funny. He brought these two little, these two little young kids. And I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, isn't life, isn't life crazy? He brought out his little hot tamale wife and these two little young kids. It's like, man, 
this guy, like, that, that's how crazy life is. And, guys, I know this podcast is already stretching longer than it normally is, so I don't want to dig too deep here because it is, you know, it's the season finale, but I'm going to give it to you regardless. Let me let me tell you how life is. Life is such a crazy thing where as a person, you can sow your seed. As an individual, you can sow your seed wherever you want and then decide you're just going to physically pick yourself up and walk away from that and leave that seed tarnished tethered and damaged you can leave that seed damaged and you can go and sow your seed somewhere else and then decide that you're going to change you're going to water that seed you're going to shelter that seed you're going to upbring that seed and it's crazy all the seedlings around that seed that you've stayed with all the seedlings think you're freaking god when in reality the seed that you sowed and left all of these seedlings know the truth but those two seedling groups will never they'll never cross paths and so it allows you to live the fake phony life that you live until the day that you fucking die isn't that isn't that isn't that shit crazy this guy's walking around my biological father is walking around like he's king fucking tootin common with these two kids that are sitting here with no no understanding of the fact that he started a whole life and peaced out from a whole new wife and couldn't find a way to integrate himself into his son's life at any given time in the past 20 years like isn't it yo you have a you have a woman who's 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 there by your side a female who said i'm gonna be with you through thick and thin who has no problem lying in bed with you while you have flesh and blood who's out there grinding and living life and trying to live there trying to figure out life the only way they know how with no support forget about money no support no cycle i never had a hug never had a hug in my life never hugged my dad not crazy never hugged my mom and not crazy never had a kiss never had a i love you isn't that crazy from from nobody in my life not my mom not my dad no and i love you isn't that, isn't that crazy Never had that in my whole damn life. And this guy's playing, this guy's playing Mr. Dress Up with a whole other family in a whole other universe trying to act like he's the man. And then people wonder why at times I can get defensive. I can get aggressive. I can get angry. And you see it now. You see it now looking back. I see it now. I look back at my father figure who was supposed to be a better remnant telling me you didn't deserve to be called by your first name. You should sit down and shut up. The same guy who tried to get my mother thrown out of her house by the sheriff after he isolated her, after he removed her from her independence, and then after he controlled her like a puppet. And I had to grow up through all of this. And I wonder why I have all of this hardship, you know? And I wonder why I have all of this resentment. And this is why, you know, certain certain days and certain 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 you know certain situations just kind of bother me because i i just don't feel like you know it's it's fair like i don't feel like it's fair like i think about these these celebrates the celebratory days like happy mother's day happy father's day and i think about these these days and that's why that's why they they bother me they bother me because it's not true it's not real so many of these days were made as propaganda to sell cards and make money for economies and businesses but in reality they're hurting people like, I have to sit and uncomfortably say happy Mother's Day to my mother, but I have resentment like you wouldn't believe, and it bothers me because it, 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 it may never get resolved. And, or I have to go and say happy Father's Day to my, and I never have, and I know for those of you who are wondering, but I've never have, but, like, I, I would have to go and say happy Father's Day to my father, and, like, my resentment 
my issues will never, I guarantee they will never get, like, my father will pass away, guys, and I will not be at his funeral. I don't owe him anything. And people will say, oh, you know, that's not the way to go. Why would I go? He's never been in my life. He's the person who supplanted sperm, and that's really it. I'm not trying to be rude, but it's the truth. Me showing up is giving him the is giving him the freaking closure that he wanted when he never gave anything to me. Why would I need that? Move on. You know? And so it's like when I hear people, oh, happy Father's Day. Oh, happy Mother's Day. Oh, oh, what are you doing with your mother? What are you doing with your father? And I'm like, yo, well, I actually have about 20 years of things that I've missed out because of both of them. Um, that I'd love to run down the list on, but I don't want to sound like that guy who's just grieving and and, and upset and angry. So I'm not actually going to say anything. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit down, shut up and lie like I have done for every year for the past 15, 20 years, because that's the easy way to do it. Because in reality, no one wants to know the truth. Can I go out there and tell someone, man, my, 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 my mother uh, tried to isolate me, attacked me with a knife. Can I tell them? And, 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 and kick me out the house. Could I tell them someone who's never been in trouble with anything, never done any drugs, alcohol, none of that type of stuff. Could I tell them that? No. Could I tell them that my mother used to follow me around the house and, 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 and talk shit to me. Could I tell them that? Could I tell them that, yo, uh, my mother, I used to catch her on the phone by accident, talking trash about me and my girlfriend and my, and my friends and, 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 and me never amounting to anything. Could I tell them that? No. Could I tell them my father's never been in my life? Could I tell them my father came in and blamed my mother like a little dog? Could I tell them that? Could I tell them that my father wanted me to come to my grandmother's funeral to save face? And once my grandmother fucking died and never saw or heard from him again, could I tell them that? No, I couldn't. So at the end of the day, you know what I do? I reach out to all the people who are the real fathers in the world, you know? And, and, and I say what I should say during that day. Happy Father's Day. And everybody else, who cares? Thank you guys for tuning in, guys. It's, it's been a, a crazy season finale. Uh, maybe I might, you know, jump on this topic again. There's a lot that I've wanted to say. This is like one of those deep-seated things that once you get rolling on it, it just things start coming out. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, old, old uh, thought, processes, thought processes and and just, you know, memories of things that have happened that, you know, could really articulate my point most. But I do want to say at the end of this podcast, if you listened all the way through, me and my mother's relationship has gotten way better. Uh, we just have a lot of things that are unresolved, and I don't think they'll ever be resolved. I've grown up to realize that, unfortunately, like just like me, my mother's a human, and there's going to be a point in time in her life where she won't be able to accept the fact that she was wrong. She won't be able to accept the fact that she did me wrong or did anyone wrong, and it's going to be hard for her to say, I'm sorry. I've never heard her say it, and I don't think she will. Uh, she definitely deserves me an apology. She de definitely deserves and owes, she definitely owes me, sorry, an apology. Uh, she definitely deserves to give me one, but I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever see it. And me, the, the sooner I let that go, the better I'll grow as a person. And I think for my father, it's a completely different situation. Uh, while me and my mother are in a much better place now, my father and I will never be there. I don't care if he rushed out now or later or whatever. I would never shun him. There's no need to shun him, but I have no interest in creating a relationship. And uh, I have no interest in allowing him to absolve his own, his own guilt and... Um, allow him to feel better as he works his way, you know, through uh, his own life. I have no interest in building that, that 
that ability for him to absolve. Like all he, the only reason why he'd be reaching out is for that. That's the only reason why he'd be reaching out is because he wants to absolve himself of his absolve himself of guilt um, as 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 he goes throughout his life. And, uh, you know, he's one of those things where, you know, we're Christians. We grew up with the Christian household. So this way he can look back at Jesus and say, look at Jesus. I have sinned and I have repented. Nah, he's going to have to live with that. He's going to have to take that sin right to hell. So I'm not letting him go on that. Uh, I'm never going to reach out to him. And that's never going to be resolved. And, and, and I know it sounds like I'm really angry. I'm, I'm, I'm always frustrated in general about things in life, but this, this is not one I ever really sit on. It's not one I ever really, I ever really think about. It's one that as I've grown, I've learned to, to accept and I've learned to reflect and I've learned to let things go about me in my life because of it. I don't blame myself because of my anger. I don't blame myself because of my temper. I don't blame myself because of my short fuse. I don't blame myself because of my lack of patience. I understand that a lot of these things were bred from your DNA. Now, my goal is to work on them to make myself better so that when I have children, I can be everything in all of what my father was not. Thank you for tuning in, guys. This has been an excellent season three. I cannot wait to get into season four. I have so, 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 so much I can talk about. If you have been a faithful listener, I appreciate you. I love you guys out there who have been continued to listen and then come to me and say, oh, man, like I heard about this or I heard about that. That's such a crazy viewpoint. If you're brand new, I hope you go back and check out some of the episodes from previous. There's lots of good content I have in there. And for all the new viewers who might be coming in the future who aren't listening to this now, I cannot wait to have you on board. Once again, this is the final episode of season three of Real Raw Recorded. Have a wonderful summer, guys. We'll see you in a few weeks, and we're going to have a whole nother roster of topics to talk about. Enjoy it, guys. Stay safe. Peace. Thank you for supporting Real Raw Recorded. Help us grow by sharing, subscribing, and rating this episode. And as always, we will see you next week.